0: Welcome back to Talk Murder Me. This is going to be the second episode of Dr. Satan. We're going to talk about the for-profit holocaust. Ooh. It's kind of fucked up.
1: It is.
2: I think the holocaust itself was also like a for-profit.
1: Technically. Endeavor, endeavor. yeah. Yeah, I I would say so.
0: Oh shit, we didn't get extra ice. Damn, my ice is all fucking melted. Well... All right, so if you're new here, I don't know why you're listening to this one. This is part two of the Marcel Perio case, a French ser-, ser a French serial killer, very ruthless.
1: Wait, how many victims did he have?
0: No one knows. So he was tried for twenty seven and convicted to twenty seven, but then when he was convicted to twenty seven. He threw a hissy fit and said, no, it was at least 63. Boy. Kind of a weird number.
2: <laughs> Probably more than that based
1: on what they found in his apartment, though. Right. Yeah. They Didn't they, didn't they find at least 30 pairs
0: of women's shoes? Yeah. Right. And he's he's killed kids, too, if you see that woman at the bottom. Mm. Terrible. All right. So the crimes we're going to be discussing for this episode occurred exclusively between February 1942 and March 1944. If you're a Jew in France during those two years, then you are living your life in danger. Mm. I'm saying that right now. So I put in my notes, what type of person did not want to stay in France at this time? And most of the people up here, you can tell are Jewish, right? Some of them.
1: They typically have darker hair and darker eyes. (sighs) Um.
0: Well, there were French Jews, too.
1: Well, yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, the characteristics that you think of when you think of what um, Hitler deemed as the Aryan race was light hair, light eyes, and they um, specifically were looking for Jewish people, and they looked (sighs) at those features. Well,
0: so Hitler... I mean, he was just doing that because the reptilians.
1: Are we going into that?
0: No, we're not. All right, so the crimes I'm going to be discussing, part two, these are the fucked up crimes between February 1942 and March 1944. Mostly Jewish, although he would claim that he's killed a couple Gestapo. As you'll see, this guy is an equal opportunity killer. He doesn't give a shit. As long as he can get paid, he'll kill anyone.
2: He's a greed killer.
0: Greed killer. So at the time the Gestapo was running through France, they were looking for these rat lines, these escape networks, and they wanted to find a type of person. And that person was mainly the Jew, right? From Hitler's decree that they're subservient and, you know, need to be extinguished. There were a lot of these underground escape networks, and a lot of these people did it not for profit, but I'll put in my notes. What's that called? Human Compassion? Well, the reason Marcel Petiot did it was for other reasons. He actually had the one of the largest underground escape networks in France at the time. The one that actually, yeah, actually, the one that the Gestapo spent years looking for was his network. But the only problem is he wasn't actually helping them escape. He was just cutting them up.
2: Oh, (laughs) okay, so not actually. So he he was not. But it was a rumor. But he was like, "Holy shit! These people are actually disappearing. There must, <laughs> right? Am, is that? Am I getting
0: that?
2: Huh? Am I getting that right?" He, the, 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 the gestapo, gestapo was like, "Holy shit! All these Jews are actually disappearing. They must be escaping from this guy's yes,
0: network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the point. And They were just
1: being murdered. So he was not the Harriet Tubman of <laughs> he portrayed, which is of worse. World War Two. He was. He was." He was portraying himself
2: out to be this like savior um, of of Jews trying to flee and then like, uh, you know, leader of the resistance. And he didn't give a shit at all. In fact, he was just as bad as the Nazis. Right.
0: I would say so. Yeah, but he didn't have the hatred, though. He just did it. For her own personal nah, gains, it doesn't
2: matter. I, I mean, he was still I, methodical so methodical, murderer. So because he hatred- killed Frenchmen,
0: he killed Gestapo. He but, killed. And he
2: also like it was a it was a lie. He was he portrayed himself out to be hope for someone who, in desperation, knew that they otherwise would probably die. Well, w-
0: at this point, ah, uh, this is a hard subject. Yeah, you're right. He, he did. He
2: was just as bad as a Nazi. I'm yeah, sorry. I would agree with that. But he
0: only helped Jews across... I don't know why or, I'm saying I'm sorry. I don't I'm know. not sorry.
2: He's as bad as a Nazi.
0: He, he would only help Jews escape. I mean, I know he didn't actually help them escape, but he would only take the clients that were ultra wealthy.
2: Well, right. that's even worse. Because he was just trying to con them into getting their money and then murdering Which them.
0: Which is why, go back to the 21... What is it? Roulouseur. swear That was a mansion. The reason he... This is the guy, right? I mean, he could have put his operation, his cut-up operation, out in the country where no one would smell the smoke. But he was just such a... Just a shitty person. He put it in, in the streets of Paris. He would He put it in that mansion. So all the wealthy Jews would go to that mansion and they would... Automatically be like, oh, this guy is legit.
2: He was a serial killer, but he wasn't racist. He was an he equal was, opportunity. I was just gonna say that. Equal yeah, that's opportunity
1: murderer. Sydney just said that.
2: Unfortunately, he did target Jews who were trying to escape. Like that was the easy, you target. know. It that, that was the that wasn't yeah that was an easy target for him to have a kill <sighs> with money.
1: Well, I, that almost <laughs> makes it makes it worse than um than the holocaust i well, mean they the, did the almost, same thing the they, they took out the their gold teeth and yeah they but took they their did shoes and they but they but he didn't do it necessarily for hatred of the jews he did it for he did it just to get their their profit
0: so yeah. which is worse it doesn't the, matter the hatred of the jews or just i don't
1: think it matters it doesn't
2: matter at this point he's still he's still murdering people
0: so with this episode i'm gonna ask a lot of times which is worse? <laughs> I think that's the fucking...
1: I don't know if there is no worse in this one. <laughs> There's a
0: lot of things he does that is like, wow, what the
2: fuck? That's why he's called Dr. Satan. Well,
1: I don't know because like the, he was targeting... he. Well, he w- it might be worse for him only because he was targeting... Jewish people under the guise of being able to help them, yeah. and then murdering them for profit. Instead of, and, and I am not. I, I yeah, but is that clear, worse than no, no, no. Hitler's hatred? I, killing make Jews? It, I want it's to just make bad. it clear that it's not a good thing that the Nazi, the Nazis were targeting Jewish people because they they despised Jewish people and were it, it, executing them. That is not a good thing, and is not better than what this this man was doing but i think it is worse um a worse practice to offer false hope knowing that not even like offering false hope in the sense that they you the, may it, be able to get out
0: it, the but, concentration camps offered false hope unless everyone get on a train i'm gonna take you to you know whatever that's false hope yeah, let's go take a shower. And it's really a gas chamber. That's bad. It's
1: all bad. It's, it's all, all bad. I know. It's evil. Okay. All right. But, but this guy was saying, I'm going to help you avoid all of that. Yeah. And knowing what those consequences were, I was like, I'm going to help you avoid all of that. And then killed them on top of that. But he I- wasn't
0: just killing Jews. That's the thing. He would kill anyone. Even but
1: so, not just Jews were trying to escape Nazis. Yeah, like other people were trying to escape Nazis.
0: And the fact that he fought in the war against the Germans. Exactly. It's like he didn't have uh, he didn't have any like national pride or or any sense of human dignity. Uh, I, he just likes money. I found, found well, out. I would <laughs> say that that likes, makes it
1: worse. Money. I would say that that makes it worse because as a not as a
0: Nazi. As a Nazi? What?
1: Well, let me finish what I was saying. And like I said, I am not saying that Nazis are good. Well, I am fuck, not saying I that. Not. I no, I know, but I'm I just want to clarify that I am not saying that. I'm not saying that the Nazi cause was a good thing. I'm saying it is a bad thing. But however, as like some of the Nazis, and I'm not defending them, but I'm saying some people that were under the Nazi re- regime may have been forced into that in fear of their own life. Oh this man, that was, is such a this, bullshit. This claim. man, this man was it was intention fought against fought against the war, but then also sought these people the, out knowing that they were seeking. that's what
0: all they all said that they all said that during the Nuremberg trials oh if I didn't kill these Jews then I would have been killed that's a bullshit excuse
1: I didn't say that what they were doing was right but they all said saying. they all
0: said that they all said that I mean it's it's cultural at the time Germany itself thought that they were a superior race they, they were all brainwashed by this madman exactly you know
1: Exactly. So. I don't fucking know. It's, it's, it's just evil. It's well, just, I'm saying, it's, um, I, I mean, but e-
0: yeah, anyway, we're read saying
1: this. the same thing. It's not, it's not good. It's not, it's not.
0: Well, all right. You don't read this.
2: The French police gradually became aware that there was a murderer at large. Body parts washed up in the Seine. Some dismembered by sharp knives. Others chewed, loosed by catfish in the canals. The waters were trawled, and more and more pieces were discovered. The majority of these bodies would never be identified. Among the pieces were nine decapitated heads of unknown origin four thighs, and sundry other parts, too.
0: So when we started the first episode, we started at the mansion. And the pieces that wouldn't fit into the stove ovens, remember those ovens were going all day long for months. Mm Mm-hmm. You you can't just burn all those bodies after you cut them up. Some of them you got to you got to take over the leftovers out, you know, and you throw them in the river. And that's where all these pieces and nine decapitated heads would, you know, float up.
1: Would he was it only the nine heads Mm -hmm. or would he try to get rid of the heads generally? Huh. Like would he try to burn the heads, or would he just? He would just
0: put whatever he can fit in that oven. (laughs) He's just—he is just fucking straight up doing this shit for money. This is the forty-eight suitcases they found. Awful, and this is how they knew that he was killing Jews. Because I mean, think about it: your family heirlooms and your jewelry and stuff like that—you can tell if it's a Jewish. Descent, you know and a lot of the victims they ended up claiming now why wouldn't the police why wouldn't the victim's family especially a, a wealthy jewish family go to the police at this time and say you know where my husband disappeared or you know where is he can you look into this
1: well because they were jewish and they're in the middle of the war well
0: and they thought that well I'm not hearing from them because they haven't contacted me from America yet. They, they, The families thought that they're... They made it. They made it. I mean, there were a lot of these underground lines. This guy was the most infamous for being the most trusted, which is kind of ironic. Because
1: he supposedly got so <laughs> many people out. Because he was wealthy.
0: But, But it takes a lot of... Time and energy to actually get those people out. It's a lot easier just well, to he cut didn't, them up. Let's
2: be clear, he didn't get anybody <laughs> fucking out.
0: I know. I'm not arguing that.
2: I just want to make sure that everyone's cl- like the infamy is not real.
0: I know, but th- they think, but oh they my god, this guy at the time, this guy's running a a a high efficient operation. He's got so many Jews out.
2: Oh my god, that just makes me because sick. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It's <laughs> gross. It's, it's disgusting, honestly.
0: Oh, what the fuck, man? I'm just,
2: I'm, what, can I not say that he is disgusting?
0: All right, I gotta go through this background because that's what True Crime podcasters do. And I am just like everyone else. All right. No, you're not. You are a unique individual. Born January 17th, 1987, this beautiful man with his piercing black eyes was born in Azure. And I've never been to... I've never been to Paris, never been to France, been to Italy once, hated it. What? Got, really? got slapped, actually.
2: You hated Italy? Yeah. You would get slapped in Italy. Yeah. But you didn't and like I, I, the food? I
0: couldn't tell what the woman said, but it's she used the word American in okay, there. Okay,
2: well, what did you do that, that warranted the slap? I want to go
1: to Italy so bad. Well, I'm not going to tell Italian you what I did,
0: food. but I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, really? But it was a group of us Americans over there. Uh-huh. Anyway. How was the food? I mean, if you like pizza, it's good. I love pizza. And we were drunk all the fucking time. And on our way to war, so it's like n- n- no no stops or whatever. Pull out the stops. Pull out all the stops. Yeah, we were fucking no fudged. No holds, barred. We were fudged. Anyway, this guy, this beautiful guy with piercing black eyes... His name is Marcel Periot. He was born January 17th, 19... That is not right. I put 1987. <laughs> what the fuck? 1897,
2: probably? Mm, yeah.
0: Yes, that seems better. He was, <laughs> b- <laughs> he was born in 1887 in Augur. He was remembered in school as a, quote, bright, precocious little boy with just a few pecu- peculiar hobbies, like catching baby birds and blinding them, end quote. That is from the Daily News. I'd say that's peculiar. He had a father and mother. The father, Felix, was a French Postal Service employee, and the mother at the time was customary for all the mothers there, was a housewife. Her name, or his name was Felix, like fucking boring. The husband? Boring Felix. Her name was... No one's named
2: Felix anymore. Felix Felices.
0: Her name was... Harry Potter? Her name was Martha Marie Constance Josephine Bourdon. She has like five fucking names in there. All right. So this guy who we're talking about, Marcel Petio, he's got a house of a wholesale murder house, chopping up bodies, burning bodies. You'll see where there's one quote that I'm going to get to that said something to the effect. And I'll get to the actual quote because it's in here. None of the body parts found, which was up to the hundreds of people of dissected humans none of the body parts equaled an entire human body. So they were puzzling the pieces together and they couldn't do it. That is the guy we're talking about. This guy who looks completely normal. Completely normal. I mean, I would go out on a date with this dude. Piercing black eyes. Green bicycle.
1: It's all about the bicycle. Green's an
0: aphrodisiac, Jen.
1: What? Green
0: Green is an aphrodisiac. Oh. Dang, isn't it? (laughs)
1: I don't know that a color be... The color, color be green? Or maybe
0: that's pink. I
1: don't know or that blue. color... What are you talking about? I don't know like, I got a goddamn no, motherfucker. I thought motherfucker. aphrodisiacs were only food. Like oysters or strawberries. Oysters and chocolate and yeah. Wine, apparently. our
0: edible undies is aphrodisiac. It probably would be.
1: I just feel like edible undies, like, you're already at the point where you're going to, like, go that far. So, like, I don't think that would qualify as an afrobesiac. like,
0: pee on each other?
1: And No, nope. I
2: am. Not what she was referring to. All
0: right, so both parents were normal. I know it's crazy, because this guy, freaking House of Horrors, worse than H.H. H. Holmes, which we haven't actually covered that story, but you guys know he would... Do all kinds of crazy torture shit.
1: Yeah, and he was the inspiration for the murder hotel season of American Horror Story.
0: This guy, completely normal family. No bullying, no hitting his head, no brain trauma, no sexual um, molestation as a child that I could find. Nothing. He was the oldest. He He did have a younger brother, but the younger brother was normal this guy was just if darwin talked about having a genetic mutation that's fucking psychopath it is this guy right here completely narcissist for no reason at all mother great mother not great but normal right discipline normal you fuck up at school you get smacked on the boots I don't know where he got this fucking streak of psychopathy and narcissism at. No one does. It's not available. It is, I think, sometimes, like how evolution works or doesn't work or whatever, just produces a faulty system. And this guy is just fucked from the beginning. He was extremely smart. Read way above his levels had an IQ of Einstein 160 plus very smart skip grades all the time would talk to adults like adults would have talked to adults you know which got him in trouble a lot because you're a kid you know and you're talking to an adult you know what I'm saying like you're not you're not acting like a kid you're trying you're talking at an adult level which is intimidating you know, or whatever, but he would talk over everyone and he would get in trouble a lot. Very bright kid, but extremely disruptive suspended a lot, expelled a lot expelled at least twice, if not three times from what I found no respect for teachers or authority. He was a know-it-all. He knew everything. He knew more than the teachers anyway, and he knew that. So he was very disruptive. He was suspended from school on up to 10 different multiple occasions. He wasn't a bully at all, but no one hung around him. He was a lone wolf. He did things on his own. You wouldn't fuck with him. He wasn't a big kid, but even a big bully is not going to fuck with him because this is the guy. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that hurts. Yeah. And then, you know, when you shut your eyes at night, he's standing over you with a butcher knife or something. That is this kid. No one want to fuck with this kid because they knew he's fucking crazy, right? But he... Wasn't a bully. He just never cared for anyone's feelings at all. So if someone tried to talk to him and he didn't want to talk to him, he would tell him off and and make him feel terrible about it. He just didn't care about your feelings. At 11 years old, he has his first sexual experience. He tried to coerce a female classmate for sex, but he was quickly caught. Now, these murders we're talking about tonight, he is not a sexual predator by any means it, this was just something i found in there that i wanted to go over all that he did that could be considered sexual but you know killing 100 people is not really sexual it's just he did it for other reasons which we're going which we're going to get into but the only sexual thing i saw in there was the people the voyeurism looking at the tortured victims because when you're in that tight room he's going to gas you right put some chlorine gas in there. So he wasn't a sexual predator, but he did have these little hiccups, you know, like at 11. I did see one homosexual experience, but I I think that was just growing up maybe in the time. I don't know. I mean, he was about the same age, same thing, try to coerce a male. But like I said, I
2: wonder if it was like just a power thing.
0: Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But like I said, this, we're not going to go down the sexual route because you know, as, I mean, it's not like David Parker Ray. This guy wasn't, he didn't care. It's like he didn't care about sex. He got, he would have sex when he was on horns and that was it. You know, he's not addicted to it or whatever, like a Bundy. He was expelled the first time for bringing his dad's pistol to school. He actually Ooh. was fight He was been fighting with his teacher for a while. The teacher hated him. He was a know-it-all disrupting class. And finally, Petio the young Petio 11 years old says you know what fuck you pulls out the pistol bow right in the fucking ceiling Mm. and the tile in the ceiling everyone's like "Oh!" he's like yeah you know when you fire a pistol in the air so that was the first time he was expelled
2: when he met up with a friend the duo decided to reenact a circus performance that they fondly recalled with the other boy placing himself against the classroom door as Marcel launched knives at him Never striking, but always coming peris- perilously close, he was quite offended to have been expelled from that school. If he had missed one of his throws, he could certainly have understood. But no damage was done except
0: to the door. And that quote's from the Ryan Green book, but that tells you his personality. How do you get? How do you convince another kid to stand in front of the door and let you launch knives at him? that is the power he has as far as manipulation and stuff very yeah crazy you know and and the fact that he was expelled for that but he's like why yeah the door's damaged but i didn't hit this kid what the fuck why are you going to expel me the father and mother they they weren't they didn't beat the shit out of him when he got expelled they just were more embarrassed they didn't know what to do that he did get sent to multiple psychiatrists he was prone there's a couple things i did see That could explain some of this behavior. Multiple psychiatrists said he was, quote, prone to convulsions and spasms in the evening. He was a sleepwalker and he did have a bladder control issue, which is bedwetting. And that and in some newspapers I saw of animal torture as far as the birds, he would blind birds and stuff like that. However, like that, the animal torture is more of a kid's thing. Okay, a lot a lot of kids fucking burn ants with fucking magnifying glass and shit like that, you know. So I don't think it was as far as we're talking about like the McDonald Triad type of thing where you know Ted Bundy, you know, tortured animals and shit like that. When he's eleven, twelve years old, something big happened. He did have a big experience. The mother dies. Spanish flu took her. That was a thing. Spanish flu. Today we mm. call it. Today we call it COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or I call it RFID microchip.
1: <laughs> so if you do have a microchip, you have it. Or if you don't have a microchip, you have it.
0: <laughs> and that and that's where iTunes <laughs> bans us from their fucking platform. <laughs> now the father was extremely devastated. He met his he met his wife there. In the little town that they lived in. So he moved 15 miles away, but he'll never be the same. He was devastated. And after that, his feelings towards his son, his oldest son, Marcel, would be different. Not of his fault of his own, because his son's always going to be a fuck up. But he just he just didn't have that spunk to life anymore. Right now, the father leaves both Marcel and his younger brother, Maurice, with their aunt. Eventually, he'll come back to To take him because the aunt couldn't take care of him because Marcel was just a, a complete nightmare in school. He was expelled multiple times, like I said. He started to feel like everyone was leaving him. So at 12 years old, your mother dies. I, I know it's kind of old, maybe 12 years old. I, I'm This never happened to me, thank God. But if your mother dies at 12 years old and then your father leaves you with your aunt, I could imagine you would feel like everyone's leaving you. You know, your mother left you or whatever. So I can kind of see that. He started turning his uh, emotions into crime right after his mother dies. He's lashing out. Lashing out, little stuff, mostly stealing. He becomes a kleptomaniac, which as far as the MO, this is a huge, huge part of his MO. He loves hoarding, hoarding, hoarding wealth. Anything, anything he can steal, fraud, anything. He becomes a fucking mayor, if you can believe it. And the only reason he became the mayor, mayor- Satan. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason he becomes the mayor is so he can <laughs> fraud the system.
1: <laughs> ah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Corruption in yeah. politics. Yeah, go he's hand probably the hand. best p- p- politician ever. But anyway, Was he- he started stealing. He Was bra- he he would, he would break into mailboxes steals he would steal letters and checks and stuff like that. Then he started getting arrested. 1914 hits a uh, a psychiatrist said and I put this for you to read. This is what a psychiatrist said, Jen. An abnormal youth
1: suffering from personal and hereditary no, problems
0: you're slurring, which,
1: he which limit to a large degree his responsibility for his acts
0: Okay, I'm going to translate that. Right, an
1: abnormally youth suffering <laughs> an abnormal youth suffering from personal and hereditary problems which limit to a large degree his responsibility for his acts.
0: That one worked. All right, 1914 so he's in and out of the system and he gets lost in the system because 1914, what happens? The quiz. The World War. War I. What specifically happens to France in 1914?
1: They get Trounced invaded. again. <laughs> All Europe is in arms.
0: Okay, so I know it's... <sighs>
1: Have you
2: heard there's a rumor in St. Petersburg? It starts off in St. Petersburg. So. What is that song? <laughs> That's from Anastasia. Oh yeah. All
0: right. I know 1914's. It goes by really quick because here's basically what happens: Hitler or not? No, this is pre-Hitler. This is uh, World War One.
1: Franz Ferdinand. France.
0: The Germans go through. Take
1: Bel- me out.
0: The Germans go through Belgium, which they immediately put down their weapons and pick up, (laughs) pick up a waffles instead. (laughs) And then they go through France, which they basically do the same thing. I'm just saying, man, what the fuck? I mean,
2: there's, there's not really a military. Like it's, it's tiny. Belgium is a very, very small country.
0: Yeah. So y'all just fucking lay down
2: there were some major I'm battles. You, no, I'm telling There you. were some major battles actually in World War One that were fought in Belgium. Hmm. Iber
0: I know. Is this is
1: probably one of the biggest.
0: Doctor Satan here, Marcel Petiot, was on the Belgian-France front line.
1: Well, really, he's a war hero. He is a, and yeah, a murderer. he is a
0: war hero. In fact, if you didn't know hmm. the whole story, which I'm going to tell you. If this store if they wouldn't have found those bodies, this guy would've went down a history as a war here.
1: Oh, well. I mean, wow. <laughs> just semantics. It's fine. You can just extra that out of history. Potato potato. Potato potato. <laughs> tomato tomato. <laughs> hey, Nakui, what part yeah. of France is your family from? Um, you know, I don't know exactly, but
2: from um, what my grandmother said to me at one point was that we also we actually had roots in in Belgium, um, in the French part of Belgium, which was cool. I didn't know that until after I went there, um, and I think it was the northern part of France near um Nietzsche? in like the Bur- Burgundy Burgundy area. Like uh, I'm from nice. Burgundy, um. And then they emigrated to Canada.
1: Oh, very cool. Okay. I don't think I have any friends in me, but I, I, you know what? I'm struggling because I really want to know like the 23andMe slash ancestry, but I really do not want to submit my DNA because I know that's, that's ill-advised. My sister did. Oh. So. So you're
2: screwed. So I'm fucked. <laughs> yep. My sister did. Way to go, Danielle. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: I don't need to. Apparently, I've got some, like, surprise Italian. What was some something new? I don't know.
0: I don't need to submit mine because I'm 100% goddamn American. God <laughs> bless this goddamn country. Hell yeah. I'm 100% from Gilbert, South Carolina.
1: But Perry is a French name. You know that, right? Fuck you. No, I think I it's will, English. I will
0: destroy you. <laughs> I think Perry is English, isn't it? When God created Adam and Eve Dina, in America you don't know
2: anything about when your family emigrated to America? Oh he his
0: Bible. God created Adam and Eve in America.
1: Oh, that's the Mormon book. That you know <laughs> did you realize that correct? The what? It's the Mormon. I'm gonna literally religion. murder you and John then do Smith. it a fucking episode. Joseph Smith is the creator. No, it's not.
0: All right, so Marcel, he was a war hero if you wanna read. Marcel the Shell? Marcel was a war hero <laughs> Marcel the Shell. So in 1914, at the age of 16, Marcel drafted into the the military because France was going to, I don't know, fucking try.
1: They were part of the Atlas powers. (laughs)
0: The Atlas powers.
1: (laughs) They were.
0: Okay. Well, France did something. And this guy was actually, I, I shouldn't say that because in this battle that he was France was very pivotal in World War One in stopping the German advance, but then again, you don't have Hitler. Correct. And World—I mean, who was the fucking bad guy in World War One? We don't fucking know, right? Because there isn't one. Hitler.
1: Well, I was mean, a like fucking, it was more of a group effort. There wasn't necessarily one specific person. I know, blame. but
0: this. So this is World War One. He was drafted 1916. To stop the German invasion, and his unit did. In fact, he was on the front lines. This was infantry all the way, and he was uh, taking a lot of casualties. He was uh, wounded very badly with shrapnel, and none of his squad mates liked him at all, but they fuck, had to respect him because he could shoot a fucking German right between the eyes. Mm. Boom. Boom. Great shot. That's like me. A marksman. Yeah.
1: you Weren't you like one point off of being like the best or something? I was two. Oh. You were like Hawkeye.
0: <clears throat> How'd you know that?
1: I think you've said it before. I was referring to Marvel's Hawkeye.
0: So anyway, he could shoot a fucking German right between the eyes. And the squad mates loved him for that. But he had a bloodlust and that shit fucking got crazy overseas other soldiers would be getting shell-shocked with all the artillery and stuff and the advancement of the german uh, troops but he would he would forcefully go towards the enemy
1: you know what i had a very interesting conversation the other day i promise it relates um one of my friends from work brought up the point that we should let criminals like specifically murderers be on the front lines it's part of their sentence, like
0: sentence. That's fucking a vacation.
1: Because I'd
0: love that shit.
1: But, but <laughs> no, I'm saying because they have this, like, because the channel there. Inner no, whatever. you don't want that
0: because then you're gonna you, those same prisoners are going to go in the village and rape and.
1: I said you would need to contain them and make sure that they only were.
0: You're going to give them a fucking uh, M16 or M4 and contain them. I just said it was an interesting conversation. <laughs> it was I an didn't interesting conversation. Say that okay. it was
1: the best way to go, but it was. A, she said that you know, not necessarily the serial killers, but like the people that had been, you know maybe one murder or two, you know, not a serial serial is only when you reach three, but like you, you let them go to the front line because then it gives their life purpose and they can use whatever it was. That's wrong with them. Um,
0: to for go the and good, What's for the wrong good. with them? What the fuck? What was wrong with me? You're saying what's wrong with them?
1: You no, what do you think people. I was fucking
0: doing? What you do you think we were fucking doing over there? I'm Giving high t- fives. <laughs>
2: I think you're misinterpreting
1: what she said. Okay. That, is a very, that is a
2: very interesting and provocative thought. So I have
1: a question. <laughs> what the hell was wrong with Germany in the 1900s? Like, why did they think that they could just control everyone? I don't really remember much about World War One, but like, what is it with, with Germany in the early 1900s? Well, so German is... The first is, half of the
0: 1900s. Germans are the... They're, they're from the superior stock. <laughs> so
1: this is, this is uh, when... It was technically Prussia,
2: right? And it was an empire. And oh,
0: come on, history buff!
2: Franz it? Ferdinand, he, like it, it, it was Austria. They were. It was the Archduke Austria, Hungary.
1: Yes. yes, yes, yes. And what it, was he doing? What was Franz Ferdinand doing that he got shot? Most- I feel like it wasn't his fault. <sighs> Wow, well, like, because there's a fucking song were, about him. No, because no, it's a band. <laughs> number one, it is a band name. And number two, he's the one that got shot, so <laughs> that's what started World War One. It was
2: like tensions were already high. I can't remember related to what at this point, but it was like th- war was imminent, and then the the, the assassination like, why? happened. But,
0: and it okay, was like, move why on. Why move they the still, fuck like, on. They need to take over the world because they're fucking Germans. They're, like, they're, all, pinky like the
1: brain. they're all like that. They're all fucking like that, dude. I'm not gonna be able what to answer. Said, it's been too long since world. history class I don't know
0: move on read
1: I mean Germany's okay now they're like civilized now are you oh, fucking God. kidding me
0: literally both the world wars they started and they're okay now
1: <laughs> why because no, we <laughs> haven't started any conflicts in over 50 60 70 years alright
2: I'm just gonna just gonna have you all ignore fucking- that and I'm gonna read they had done the impossible the unstoppable German advance had been halted they were no longer even attempting to advance on French positions. It was incredible to see, yet still Marcel did not stop. He took shot after shot into the still German beast as the enemy milled about seeking cover. If this was his opportunity to thin their numbers, then he was going to take that opportunity,
0: yeah, see not in World War one, but World War two man, I would love to be in that war. Everyone wanted to be in that war. Fucking, you have this Darth Vader, you know, coming in. Oh, and it's like, guy. even the women, even the women in the United States were like, fuck it, what do we need to do?
1: That's fucking cool. We all well, they do that now. fucking
0: Taliban Well, what do we want to fight
1: now, too. But I feel like, I think I said this oh, yeah, last no, no, no. time. All right,
0: so uh, he was drafted to fight frontline soldier and he was injured by artillery he was blown up and then ga- and then gla- and then he was gassed with chlorine until he passed out he woke up in a field hospital and he was discharged with three things from the the military do you want to guess what those three things were one a newfound bloodlust two a military disability pension and three and perhaps the The more telling is an intense addiction to morphine. Interesting. And how do you hold on? How do you. So, all right. You're this you're this super smart guy that is kind of a war hero. Now you're a veteran that is completely fucked in the head and you're addicted to morphine. How do you get a steady supply of morphine?
1: By becoming a doctor.
0: By becoming a fucking doctor. And oh, this he is, looks
1: different in that picture. This than the is first his, uh, one. yeah.
0: This is his doctor cord.
1: You know what? He kind of oddly, similarly uh, resembles Brian Cranston. No, not oh, Brian Cranston. Fucking high Aziria, Hank Aziria. Who see that the more.
0: fuck are you talking about? You're name dropping. Like you know these people?
1: I don't know them personally, but I know who they are.
0: Oh, did you see the? Never mind.
1: But so I do. You, um, but, you, but how do we know that his bloodlust was newfound if he volunteered <laughs> to go to the war and they said that he was a strange? Because he was fucking
0: sixteen years old. How many people did you kill at sixteen?
1: But he
2: had saying.
1: he he was troubled
2: before then with the whole that's what I'm saying and the, the that's sh- what I'm saying.
0: Right, let's let's uh, get this episode over. But he does look like Hank Azaria. He graduated medical school in Paris, December fifteenth, nineteen twenty-one. Immediately, he opened his own shop, which all the older doctors hated because he used these crazy marketing techniques and fake testimonials and stuff like that. And he also ran a pill farm and also a backdoor abortion clinic, with which at the time, abortions were illegal. So he opened a shop in the town of Villeneuve-Soyon. He also started committing fraud. I mean, obviously, he was doing that from when his mom died. But he's doing stuff like double billing patients. He would take your payments and then bill the insurance. Shit that our doctors do today, right? Right. And he would... Uh, Do other stuff like hike up the morphine because he was a pill for him. You would come get underground morphine. He would hike up the price, right?
1: Mm. Have you guys seen Dope Sick?
0: Not Uh only that, he had a steady stream of victims at this point. This is when he first starts to kill because women came in and got abortions and then they're like, oh, you know what? Oh, I thought I had money, but I don't. And he's like, okay, there's two things that can happen now. You can pay by having sex with me or you can end up in the local river. So, and he didn't obviously present that to them, but those were the options that he gave them. So, at this point, now we don't know who the first person he killed was, but there were women that were showing up in suitcases in the local river. So, if they threatened to expose him, which he would lose his medical license for giving back to abortions, they end up going missing. The first one that we think was louis Devou. Which may be one of the first victims. They were actually dating at one point. She, not she, left completely missing. No one knows where where she went. They questioned. They questioned Marcel. He was, you know, as a narcissist does, was very convincing that he didn't know anything about it they were dating but yada 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 anyway later when he becomes mayor one of the first thing he one of the first things he has to do as mayor is figure out who put louis de Vue her body in a suitcase that came floating up to the shore and it was him obviously so he just kind of blew it off now as hitler approached this is during the second world war Dreyfus, and he's just one. He is a silhouette for all these other victims, right? He is, they all went the same path. Now, this path is different. You remember the path of the first Marcel was a little different. He was, he did the medical practice and stuff like that. And I guess we really didn't talk too much about it, but he was, he wasn't killing Jews For this reason, as I said, he's an equal opportunity person. So he's going to go where the money's at. Anyway, this is Yvonne Dreyfus, extremely wealthy French Jew. Hitler approaches. He is worried that he is about to. He he says he's already marked. Uh, If you want to read this, this is from uh, The Independent.
2: He would suggest to a patient or acquaintance that if they wanted to get out of France and away to the freedom and safety of South America, he was in contact with people who could help. His victims were generally Jewish, but they included resistors and even gangsters with names like Le Boxer or François de la Corse. When they fell for the bait. He told them to come alone that same night with a suitcase containing all of their valuables to a rendezvous in central Paris after the curfew. He would then take them back to the deserted Hotel de Particulaires and murder them, almost certainly by giving them a cyanide injection on the pretext that they had to be vaccinated for the trip.
0: Hmm. Now, the whole time in the trial, he would deny all this, but the evidence is there.
1: It almost makes you cautious... About these vaccines these days. Oh, God. Liz, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is coming from someone who just received their booster shot last booster week. Booster shot.
0: The subscription I'm service not going for fucking there. COVID.
1: Let's keep going, please. <laughs> subscription service. Oh, I did. I just got going. boosted a couple of weeks ago. Boosted. Last yeah, week.
0: fucking. All right. So this is in at the hotel. Now, this is kind of fucked. This is the triangle room right here. This is a sealed room. The... the photo right there on the left that you're seeing very Mm -hmm. small room you see there's no door handle on the inside Mm. it's shaped like a triangle and on the outside of the wall there's that peephole that we talked about last time now here's the mo so this is just talking about the jewish murders like dreyfus would come in very quietly you know under the guise of i need to get my arthritis taken care of or whatever but every they knew why they were there okay did you bring money You don't have to. And they're actually really grateful because they thought they would have to give them a lot of money. But for some reason, Marcel didn't ask for much money, just a very small fee. And he was going to allow these Jews to take most of the money with them on their trip because they have to start a new life. Right. Yeah. Fucking Bolivia. I mean, that's why these these victims were so grateful when they were in his presence, Oh my God, I can't believe you were such a saint. Thank you so much. You know, all this stuff you, you're allowing me to take some of my wealth with me and in the long run, he's just gonna <laughs> take it anyway. <laughs> but So anyway, they would come in there, they would get the vaccine shot, whatever he said to cure the Spanish flu or whatever, to prevent that it was cyanide from what the police thought, but, Obviously, you can't actually tell because he claims he's never done this to anyone except Gestapo. Right. Right. But So they don't actually know what it was, but it's most likely cyanide, which he could get access to being a doctor. He would give them the injection and then he had a little bell under his desk and he would hit it. This little bell, like, tink, And it would make the front doorbell ring. Okay. Now, this is the guys. He'd hit it and as soon as he gets a shot... And the front doorbell would ring. And he would be like, oh, go, go, quick, hide in here, hide in here. He'd shove them into this triangle room.
1: To make them think that the Gestapo's Yeah, Yeah,
0: to make them think that the Gestapo's at the door. So this room right here is is kind of sealed off. If you see, it, it looks like the wall uh-huh. kind of thing. I mean, yeah. it literally looks like the wall. I think there's like a painting over it or something. Mm-hmm. So he'd shuffle them in here and knowing good and damn well that no one's at the door. Then he would go to this little peephole. That you're seeing on the screen. I'll put these photos on talkmore.com. And then he would, he'd have a, this is fucked. But if you look at the very right picture, this is in his consultation room, which is right by the triangle room. Right. The consultation room. What they're holding in their hand is a gas mask. He would, <laughs> this is really fucked, babe. You're going to hate me. <laughs> he would put him in this triangle room and then gas them and watch while he himself was wearing a gas mask he'd watch through this peephole
1: can you tell in that first picture <laughs> look there's a person in up. there can you see that
0: yeah oh. he's oh yeah I didn't notice that before yeah you see how tight it is in there he would gas him and then he would watch him die that's what the peephole was for <laughs> That's Fuck terrible. It. So I mean the you know, at the time, and no one knew the at this time, no one knew that Hitler had all these concentration camps. Obviously they did, but the public didn't. Right. This guy didn't know that they were doing this to the He Jewish. was
2: just as fucked up.
0: He was just doing that just to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is fucked. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, if you want to read this.
2: And the Rue de la Sor. There was a sealed triangular room behind a secret door which led directly off the consulting room. It is thought that after giving his victims the injection, Dr. Petot would press a hidden button which made the front door bell ring. He would then tell the startled fugitive to hide in the triangular room while he went to see who it was. Instead, he would peer into the triangular room through a spy hole and watch the death agony. The perfect murder 63 times. <sighs>
0: So let me ask you something. These are wealthy, the wealthiest of the wealthiest Jews. And there are there are quite a bit of these underground resistance escape networks. What would make one of such wealth come to Dr. Marcel over another underground tunnel group?
1: Well, knowing that he is of high status himself, that people trust doctors. And knowing that he, uh, not just the fact that he's a doctor, but he could have like paid off the Gestapo with his wealth to kind of have them look the other way, maybe.
0: But there were a lot of French doctors who were paid off by the Gestapo. There were a lot of doctors paid off by the Gestapo to turn in their clients. But there's a specific reason that he actually was so well-trusted. Now, this is from... uh, a paper, the twenty fourth of March, nineteen forty six, right here, the Tribune. If you want to read this, this is about him on trial.
2: Petet now says he aided Spain. Doctor claims help to loyalist party. One held Nazi spy. Police inspector Marius Batut admitted under cross examination that one of the persons whose murder Petet was charged. With Ivan Dreyfus, a wealthy Jew, had been a stool pigeon for the Gestapo, as Pettit claimed. Pettit claimed said Dreyfus turned him in to the Germans.
0: So that guy Dreyfus is just one of the examples. He is claiming, because uh, right, at the trial, it's like, okay, you killed a lot of Jewish people under the guise of helping them. Well, no, they were all stool pigeons, which a stool pigeon is someone working for the Gestapo, Right. A traitor, not a double agent, but someone that is feeding information. So a stool pigeon is the term that they use for that. I saw that a lot. Stool pigeon. He's like a, you know, he's feeding information to, Mm -hmm. you know, the enemy and not the allies type of thing. Right. Let let me I'm going to tell you one word, Jen, and tell me what you think of this word. Okay, fly F-L-Y hyphen T-O-X fly talks. What does that bring to mind? Just hearing it without context of this episode, just what would you think of? Fly talks.
1: Fly talks. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's someone who's like something about like a toxicity and flying. Like maybe, maybe like someone who has, uh, dis- who is diseased flying out or maybe. But well,
0: don't think about it. As far as anything, even with Germany or whatever, France, just think about the word fly-tox.
1: Fly-tox. I don't have an answer then. I don't know. Something about toxicity in in flying.
0: You got anything?
1: I was going to say something about toxins, too.
0: Okay. Fly-tox, fly-tox, F-L-Y-tox, was what the Gestapo was hunting down for several years. This was... The underground network. The name of the underground network huh. that Marcel Petiot was in, in charge of. Now this is going to show this you a
2: quote unquote in like it's a fake organization.
0: No, it's a real organization. Fly talks oh. is where you go to get smuggled out of France. Okay. okay. So and they just dis- Marcel Petiot was the head of the Fly Talks organization. But he- but he went by the name Doctor Eugene. That's what the Gestapo knew. It's like a Breaking bag thing, like Heisenberg. Like, uh-huh. who is this Dr. Eugene?
2: So this guy, like, This full is the n- n- network. He went along with, like, oh, yeah, I'm a member of the Resistance, and... I'm the head I'm, of Flytox. I'm the head. But,
0: of the but, biggest, but biggest underground uh, and, but tunnel actually, network.
2: that's
1: what he said, but yeah, he didn't actually he actually, send actually never actually did anything. But... Got it.
0: But no, no, no. The reason I wanted you to think of the word is because this will sum up the guy 100%. You guys will not fucking believe this. I'll put this on talkmore.com. This is fucking nuts. Fly Talks was the smuggle network that he was ahead of. However, he didn't just make that name up. This is from a paper from 1925, the Dayton Daily News. It's also a pest insecticide. Send coupon for trial bottle. Get acquainted with Fly talks, a marvelous discovery. Kills flies, mosquitoes, moths, etc. Will not stain, easy to use, has pleasant odor. He named his escape network after a fucking pesticide. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. And <laughs> it's oh. fucking nuts. Right?
2: So it's a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this there's he a wasn't of...
2: helping anybody escape, it was right in the name.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It was so brazen. It was right in the fucking name, because he ended up gassing these a lot of these people anyway. So it's just like,
2: like a fucking mosquito bomb. <laughs> Jesus, that's terrible. Yeah.
0: This paper is from the Dayton Daily News, thirteen July. Like
2: probably laughing at it, like people like fly talk. She's probably getting a kick out of it. Yeah.
0: Fuck, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just he fucked up. She's so clever. <laughs> Flytox
2: I mean, yeah, that's probably what he's thinking.
0: If if fly talks back then is what DDT is now. You know, DDT mm-hmm. is banned; It's like super strong. That's what fly talks was back in the day. Very strong, could kill humans. Probably did use on hum- humans, I would imagine.
1: Isn't DDT Agent Orange? Or is that a different things? I
0: don't know. I think that's two different things. We wouldn't be shooting Agent Orange in our plants. Oh yeah. Agent Orange is like nerve gaster. I don't know. Fuck. Now, the Gestapo, like I talked about, they were looking for this network, the Flytox network. They had no idea. It was just named after an insecticide. Fucking crazy, right? Mm. You guys like this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. At trial, he would say, quote, that he had several men working for him. My men, Petio Petio said with an air of fatherly pride, would track and identify and would track and identify an informer and then bundle him into a truck and take him to a convenient, quiet spot. They would shoot a stool pigeon and then throw his body into the drainage ditches. End quote. However, his men never did any of that. He was just dumping the remains in the the ditches. But the the people working for him, they thought he was a God because they thought the people working for him thought that he was doing this. Who who was getting these clients for him? He had a whole staff of people going to get these clients. So all these people thinking he's like uh, this God for getting everyone out, all the Jews out of Paris, like these Jewish people working for him would go and get clients to come to him the whole time. They thought they were being funneled out to fucking Bolivia, and instead, they're being thrown in the fucking river. <laughs> fucking awful. nuts! Nuts! Here's how. We, here's how we got so trusted, right? When when Germany invades France, they use the French soldiers, which may say a lot about France. I'm just saying, a lot of the French soldiers would become servants for the German troops. They'd be on the front lines. The French soldiers would do stuff like I don't know, take out the trash or get you know whatever on the front lines a lot of them would get shot they're most likely used as human shields i'd imagine mm-hmm. whatever they get injured germany would pay doctors and pairs to fix them up so they can get back on the front lines mm-hmm. okay guess who was paid by germany to fix up these french guys his own people remember marcel is also french his own people would come to him and he would get paid by Germany to fix these guys up so they can go back to fight. That's one source of revenue. He would also get information out of these French fighters for the German and sell that information to the Allies, which is another sort of, uh, another form of fucking revenue. Right? This guy's making a lot of money working for whoever the fuck he wants to work for. In March 1943, he he gets the ultimate credibility. He's arrested by the Gestapo. Now, he is a god at this point, like a Heisenberg from Breaking Bad, right? Like everyone's like, who is this guy? He's getting all these Jews out of Germany or of France. Who is this guy? March 1943, he gets arrested by the Gestapo for eight months. They eight months. Now, everyone sees him getting dragged off because they think he's the they guy. They think he's a hero. They think he's the guy. The, the Gestapo is like, this is the guy funneling Jews out of France. We got him. Finally. Eight months, they tortured him. They starved him. They locked him up. They beat the shit out of him. He didn't say a word. He denied everything. They let him go after eight months. Everyone after that's like, oh, shit, this guy's legit. He didn't say a damn thing. This is obviously the guy that's going to help me get out of France. Okay. And that's where like this paper comes in.
2: Story of wholesale murder called a Gestapo hoax. French newspaper says Germans endeavored to discredit anti-Nazi underground leader. The so, Ogre of Paris, a myth.
0: So, and when the the Germans end up raiding his office, remember, so he wouldn't he wouldn't take initial patience at his His big mansion office, he would take in that small satellite office and then funnel the ones he thinks he could kill over to his bigger property. So when they raided his satellite office, they didn't find anything. They just thought he was some old, old man that's senile. He he would say all these war stories about how he's killing Gestapos and stuff like this. But they just thought he was a crazy old man, right? Crazy old man doesn't know what he's talking about because they didn't find any evidence and he wouldn't talk eight months. They tortured the shit out of him. He didn't know anything. You know, once he got out of prison is when he got extremely rich because if you have a wealthy Jewish person, maybe it's the last of the family, like Dreyfus or whatever, they're taking everything they have with them. That is valuable. A money, jewelry, gold, like everything. Cause they're not coming back. Everything that, that is worth taking they're taking right that is all funneling to his pockets you know what i'm saying fucking nuts right this is in the oh that's a lot of people <laughs> jesus
1: Christ. i don't like that
0: this is in the courtyard this is them digging up bodies there was a lot of bodies they dug up one of the papers said quote of all the body parts recovered and i put a note in here that said this is fucked Quote, of all the body parts recovered, none comprised the full sum of parts required to make a whole person, end quote. That's wild. (laughs) Holy fuck.
2: So there were upwards of, well, he's saying it had to have been at least 63.
0: Oh, yeah, there were hundreds. I I mean, he's been killing for a long time. I don't know how many there were. They found 48 suitcases. So at least 48, but he was also shipping those suitcases and disposing them. I mean, the audacity of doing this, in, you know, in that house and burning, it was just fucking crazy. I don't know if you want to read this.
2: A family of three German Jewish refugees, the Nellers were discovered with all of their dismembered parts mixed together. Oh, uh. Quick lime and fire had handled the majority of the victims that had come into Marcel's care, with the later drops in the river mostly comprising nothing but the leftovers he could not fit into
1: either the furnace or the pit.
0: The furnace or the pit.
1: I don't like that they call it the leftovers. Yeah. Don't (laughs) like that.
0: It's it's crazy. One paper described it as a for-profit holocaust. I mean... Dude, he would kill his own people. He killed Gestapo. He would kill his own fucking mother if he could make money from it. Ugh. I mean, this They're guy no wonder they call him Dr. Satan. I think he's worse than Hitler. Oh I, mean, oh, I shouldn't say that, but I mean He's bad. Yeah, he's Hitler bad. had a, a target. He's definitely Dr. This Satan. This guy has no remorse whatsoever. I don't know.
2: Hitler didn't either, but anyway. You can't compare. Yeah, yeah, you can't
0: you can't compare. Anyway, we the last episode we talked about the uh beheading under the guillotine i think he guys got enough of that mm-hmm. that was his fate on may 25th 1946 a lot of people were happy to see his head get yeah. chopped <laughs> i mean he the whole time denied it denied it said he was actually a hero he was killing gestapo they did they did find three gestapo body or some of the bodies Yeah,
2: three out of 63 <laughs> or gestapo i know
0: Fucking nuts. I mean,
2: if they were all Gestapo, different, I'd be having singing a different tune. But nope, not like he was
1: an an inglorious bastard. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So let me, uh, let me ask you: Does he earn the name Doctor Satan?
1: I would say, yeah, I think so.
0: (laughs) Shit. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I didn't get into, but I think we're pretty much done. I mean, he. That's pretty much him. He's a for-profit kind of guy. I mean, he was mayor at one point just to... Mayor? Yeah, he, he became mayor just to scam the system out of uh, taxes, and he he would basically pocket all the taxes. When he was a doctor, they said something like he reported... And he was making a lot of money. Out of his yearly reporting income, he reported like 25,000 francs or whatever, and it turned out he was making like 500000 So just frauding, just simple stuff, man. He, he just hoarded this wealth. I don't know. Fucking nuts, man. But uh, I don't think we can take any more of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Nicole. <laughs> what do you think? What would you say to this guy if you met him?
1: <laughs> she wouldn't say anything. She would just go at him with a knife, probably. Yeah, that, actually, yeah. That's
2: exactly what I was about to say.
0: Holy shit.
2: I don't, he doesn't deserve any words. So,
0: I mean, he can't be worse than Mingle or anything.
2: I, again, I mean, you can't compare. He's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. All
0: but, right. Let, let me ask you something. This is kind of a weird question. But is it fucked up that, I'm not saying we did this, we probably did. Let's say like Mingle did all the experiments on Jews, right? He would do stuff like, uh, he would sew twins together. I mean, he would just do all kinds of shit. Yeah. And, he he also was a, a he wrote down everything, a, a very well documenter of everything. Is it is it morally ethical for, let's say, the United States to to use his research to our benefit, even though that research was done off torturing people? Like, let's say, like uh, for instance, he would put people in big tanks of water and see how long they can hold their breath and, and stuff like that. And we could use that information instead of actually putting someone through that. And The information's already done. So can we, you know, is it ethical to do that? Or should we just d- fucking trash the whole files?
1: I would say, <laughs> I would say it's only ethical if the research was done for the benefit of mankind instead of torturing them just to see what would
0: happen. But some of it, like the chemicals, for instance... The chemicals, the electroshock therapy, stuff like that. We could use that research. And it, the only way to really know that yourself is to conduct the research. And conducting it on animals isn't really the same. So we have all the research right there. Can but, we just,
1: but it's not ethical because the the <sighs> humans that, were, that that research was tested on were not consenting individuals.
0: I was just wondering what your thoughts were.
1: I don't. No, so it's a hard uh, question because you're right. Like, like we don't. It, would it be better if we don't have to put someone through it? But at the same time, I don't. I don't think it's ethical. Like, while necessarily, while
0: it's says well, <laughs> well, trash. It that's awful. <laughs> well,
2: I wouldn't. It, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's necessarily ethical, but at the same time, what if it could
0: save lives?
2: I. I was gonna say I don't think that line right. has actually been drawn with research, and you start, And then where do you actually draw that line? Because there are. I'm thinking about the Bob's Burgers episode <laughs> Burgers with what the fuck? with um edit. It was an Edison and Flopsy, the elephant. Uh huh. Topsy, Topsy, not Flopsy. Topsy, the elephant, like an elephant died from his research about electricity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like that's ben- Benjamin
0: Franklin's. Um, no,
2: it wasn't. It was Edison.
0: Edison. Edison's uh, See, elephant. Yeah. So,
2: so the whole that whole like there are a lot of experiments and shit that have been done in history that we have still used and learned from, even though. What you about know, diseases? Animal, like, you could say animal testing. Like, all of that shit, you can argue until you're blue in the face about it not being ethical or, or so whatever. So you think, you
0: think we should use it?
2: I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying... <laughs> That we already do, so I think it's kind of a moot point.
0: Let's no, I'm. I, I need to know if it's ethical from what you opinion. It's not. Let, let's take. It's let's take ethical. cancer. Let's say A solved cancer. He completely eradicated cancer. All right. Well, should well, at we, least... we use that on our people, or is that fucked up? I feel like we're Get saying. Good night, you
1: lovely, lovely people. <laughs> feel like we're saying
0: goodbye <laughs> to <laughs> our best friends. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening. Talk murder to me.
0: Thanks, guys. I hope you have a nice uh, Saturday and Sunday night, or whatever. I hope you guys stay safe, man. The world's crazy out there. Try to just be happy. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's it for us. So until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.